Dogs Radio. We are live from the National PTA Convention in Cincinnati, and this uh, message is brought to you courtesy of the Western Cincinnati, 21 East Fifth Street in Cincinnati, with a beautiful view of Fountain Square. You can give them a call at 513-621-7700. Well, we had a great start to the uh, PTA Convention uh, yesterday. I just got in town after I did a quick gig in Atlanta with the. Uh, the National Conference on Innovative Study uh, Counseling. Uh, we, we we said they need a National Conference on Naming Conferences, but, uh, but uh, we had a great group down there uh, with the developmental resources people. And uh, jetted right up here to Cincinnati, uh, got here in time for the reception uh, last night, the vendor's reception, which was uh, co-hosted with... Uh, Watchdogs, uh, all pro dads, and other organ as uh, strong fathers, strong families. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, being in Cincinnati and doing radio, of course, I can't help but make a reference to uh, the uh, old TV show WKRP. Didn't think of that. Everybody loved. And uh, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to bring our uh, our own version of a combination between Johnny Fever and Left Nesman. <laughs> Mike Hall is with us today. So, uh, Mike, how you doing today? Welcome to Cincinnati. Doing good. I feel more like Venus Flytrap. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Some great old references there. Um, we started out the, the uh, conference yesterday uh, with some, some great discussions, some great interactions. We're seeing some great feedback on Twitter and, and Facebook. And uh, I'll say that uh, the, the highlight, of course, of yesterday, not only was the reception and the chance to get in there with the vendors, um, but the, uh, the youth summit last night with uh, Secretary of Education Arnie Duncan. And uh, we had some really great interactions with great kids um, that stood up and, and gave their version and gave their interest in what their view is on bullying and where we're going with that in America today. So, uh, Mike, what was your take on that? You know, the one thing that was interesting is the, the the parents and the adults in the room were asking about what the government could do, where the money could come from, what laws we could pass to really curb bullying. And these kids that have started their own nonprofits before the age of 17 had the best answers was you don't need money to teach people. You don't need money to help people love each other. You don't need money to be accepting, you know, and they talked about how if everybody would go that one extra mile and, you know, and those kids are making it work. And I thought that was really interesting that they weren't waiting for all these things to happen. And, and both, a couple of the kids on there, uh, you know, now college students said laws aren't going to change hearts, you know, and they knew that it was that interaction and that relationship. So one of the things I got from it was not only are these kids going to you know, make a difference, but, um, and, and I think Secretary Duncan spoke to that, you know, talk, talk to the adults about listening to um, the kids more. You know, if adults would listen to kids more, the kids have the answers on top of the problem. The kids will tell you the problems they're seeing, and it's from their perspective, and it's really handy. But the other piece is, if you listen long enough, they'll come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really impressed by by the kids on the panel. But really, the, none of those kids were asking for more, not more resources. You know, they were they were driving their own concerts to raise money. You know, it's like y'all can talk about policy and all this stuff all you want. We're going to go make a difference. 
and and that's kind of our take on things. You know, we we like funding, we like laws, we want things to be different. But it really comes down to those relationships and people on an individual basis, and sometimes as a group like PTA or Strong Fathers or Watchdogs or whoever. Um, you know, taking taking steps and taking action. But um, I was real impressed with the kids. I was real impressed with their answers. I was impressed with some of the questions. Um, that the kids in the group were asking, you know, they had that panel. Uh, I don't think they let Secretary Duncan off the hook. Um, it was the adults were throwing way more softballs than the kids were. Um, the kids were throwing some some pretty good questions out there and, and kind of making him, you know, and it was it was all very nice and very pleasant. Um, but they weren't. Uh, they were asking good questions and they were asking for some good accountability. So I thought it was a good time. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things, that, well, actually, two of the things that I thought were interesting is one, uh, Secretary Duncan did mention that in the second term that they are much more interested in putting a drive behind parent involvement in education and putting some funding behind that. And I think that is going to be huge uh, as we move forward and look at the, the changes that we are seeing not only in education uh, or, or even in the PTA, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, but the, the one quote that uh, that I thought was, uh, that I took away from there was the young lady, and uh, I, I can't place her name right now, and I'm sorry that I can't, but uh, there uh, the organization was not in our school. Uh, not in our school. Dot, I don't know if it's not in our school dot org or something like that. But she was talking about addressing Secretary Duncan's comments on legislation and making laws about and outlawing bullying. Now this is a young lady that grew up in urban Cleveland, and and she said that you know there's already a stress there when you're talking about law enforcement, when you're talking about police. Um, when you add an additional element of that, it's not going to help the situation. And, and her comment was, "Hurt people, hurt people," mm -hmm. and that you know that that almost sort of chilled on this time when she said that because it, it really makes sense. Because if you when you look at a situation where people are already looking at a uh, an adversarial role with law enforcement, and then you're going to bring in an additional element of, of legislation and law enforcement. On top of that, you know, you need to back off, have some understanding of what's going on, and address the problem, and not, you know, not create another symptom. Right. So, um, you know, that was, you know, one of the things that I took away from there. Um, the other thing, now, of course, we had the uh, the uh, post meeting meeting last night with uh, uh, our uh, our groups, and you know, a couple of the things that we discussed in in regards to our own organizations is the dramatic change in PTA. Now, as we sit here today and we're getting, as soon as we shut down here, we're going to run over um, to general session. And, uh, and, and it really was great to hear that addressing the general session of PTA today, right now, is the commissioner of the NFL. And that is huge. I, I, I think that that is uh, a major uh, shift in, in what's going on. You know, and somebody may be sitting back in their home uh, listening to this broadcast saying, wait a minute, what is the commissioner of the NFL, you know, talking to a bunch of fake sailing, Christmas wrapping, selling PTA moms? And and that's the, the point that we're trying to drive and get across here is that PTA has changed. Today's PTA is different. It's not your mom's PTA. And, and that's the thing that I think is great. And the thing that I'm so proud of, and, and I'm sure you are too, Mike, is the fact that we are now showing a difference. 22% of the membership of the Parent Teacher Association, 22% of PTA is men. 
right. and that is a, a huge drive. I'm seeing a, a, a larger number of men here at the convention. I'm seeing men who are getting involved in their children's lives, not just on the ball field, but actually involved in their education. And I believe, and, and, and I hope you'll agree with me, I'm sure you will, is that that 22%, the majority of those people came to PTA through more alliance partners like Strong Fathers, Strong Families, which I'm actually going to say it without there we go. <laughs> commenting. Uh, strong Fathers, Strong Families, all for dads and watch that. And do uh, you agree with me on that? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And, and you know, Eric and I and uh, and all, a lot of the folks at the Moore Alliance, uh, we've been involved in this from the get-go. And that's what we were saying was we want to get fathers involved in the lives of kids. We want to get fathers involved in PTA and more male membership and leadership. Uh, the, the neat thing that we'll see today is when they announce all the state presidents, how many of them will be male, which is as significant as that 22%. And and that's and that's the difference. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's honestly not been that long of a ride. You know, we've been pioneering this stuff, if you will, with you guys, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a short stand and we're going to make some, some changes. You know, one of the things that struck me as you were talking about the uh, um, the, the panel last night and what the young lady had to say was, you know, that's one of the reasons we do this. We we know if we get dads involved in the lives of kids, there's fewer hurt people, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the interesting part is exactly that is I actually trained school board members last couple of weeks, and we had bullying workshops at their conference. And we, we talked through a lot of different things, like how do you – and how do you build policy that is enforceable? What is bullying? You know, because if they never touch somebody, uh, and you don't see all those texts, you don't see the glares, you don't hear the snickers. How do you know there's bullying going on? It's just like saying we have a code of conduct, so there will be no bad conduct. We know that's not going to be the case. But what we did, we had uh, different people in groups, and we said, talk about the the traits of a bully. You know, what are they dealing with, and what are the traits of victim of bullying and they had a big discussion and then we had them start giving answers and and the interesting part to that was they would say low self-esteem and I just had a flip chart up and I said victim or bully and they would stop and say both and said um, poor home condition stress everything they came up with except like jealousy you know victim is not a victim because of jealousy typically but a bully may be a bully because of jealousy but every everything else that they're dealing with was exactly that that a victim and a bully are dealing with the same issues they're both hurt people and that was that was huge to me and in the other piece is the cycle you know we talk about law enforcement a bully is typically a victim of bullying somewhere, um, you know, as a, as a recovering middle school principal. You know, I've dealt with this for a long time. And that was always the challenge. Was here's this kid being mean, and you want to drop the hammer on him and say, quit being mean. And it didn't take much of a conversation to realize that you were dealing with a, you know, really hurt kid. There was a reason, you know, they, they felt left out. And so the way they were going to get either back or maybe in to the group was to be the bully. And, and, and I think that's the thing. And I know we talk about fatherhood all the time. I know we talk about getting dads in the school. But half the problems we talk about in school can at least begin to be remedied by getting a dad in the life of a kid. Not only that, but when we've got watchdogs on campus, when we have dads showing up at strong fathers programs that are reaching out to other kids in the classroom, those things begin to stop and drop. 
You know, it's not just a, people don't always understand about watchdogs are our program, and it's not just about security. It's about people having relationships and, and kids that kids that never had anybody give them a high five that morning. You know, my kid gets a hug. Never had anybody tell them they love. Yeah, my kid gets a hug and a high five every day that we're leaving at the same time, or when he comes home. And kids are coming to school, and if they can get that from you know a hundred, two hundred dads in a cafeteria that are visiting classes, watchdog dads on a daily basis that are visiting classes, um, you know that's going to make a difference in the academics. That's going to make a difference in the behavior. That's going to make a difference in bullying. And it goes back to what these kids said. You know, it's it's a relationship issue, and uh, hopefully people begin to understand. When we're talking about bringing dads in, as much as we know we can increase the volunteerism, when we can increase the volunteerism of you know getting dads in and increase the membership for PTA, which we're all about, the bottom line is the fact that we're getting dads in there to build relationships, and um, and that's what's going to make the difference. You know, and there's all of, there's all these other benefits to the programs. That's fine, and we're we're glad there's benefits, but the bottom line benefit. If we increase relationships between fathers and their kids, mm-hmm. and fathers and men as leaders in a community with other kids, that that was what I was going to get, at. and that's going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you talk about this young lady coming from uh, uh, coming from uh, urban inner city Cleveland, you know, and, so, and a lot of times dad isn't there. Dad is, uh, you know, is is not connected to their life. So we're, you know, we're looking at people like our our connection with, um, you know, Tori Evans and the Fatherless Generation Foundation, and connecting, you know, one going out and finding that dad because he may want to be a part. Yeah, and most of them do. Have yeah. the the uh, what do I want to say? The opportunity to to do that, and uh, and we want to look out and look out for those kids to be able to do that. Um, the uh, the other thing is, you know, just getting the PTAs, getting the schools, getting the people in education to understand that, you know, it's okay to let positive male role models in the building, yeah. and and just getting in the building. So um, that is, you know, a, a good focus for us. I mean, the, the changes that are going today's PTA. The things that are going on here in Cincinnati are going to change education uh, moving out into the into this school year, and, and it's just very exciting. First to see that. So, uh, Mike, we've got about 30 seconds. Do you want to help us close out? Anything else you want to say for this morning? Well, the challenge that we gave to PTA yesterday before the reception was we're at 22% of membership is male. I told them we had another 28% to go because if they don't understand the technology, I mean the biology, um, Half of our parents are dads. Mm-hmm. We we've got some numbers to go, and we we feel like we're on a great track and great momentum, and we appreciate working with you guys on that. That's great. We're closing out. We'll see you tomorrow morning at eight o'clock from Cincinnati. Don't know where we're going to be here on the <laughs> campus of uh, of the program here, but uh, but we'll be here. We'll see you tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Just remember, the only schools that don't have watchdog programs are the ones that don't know enough about it. Thanks. We're geniuses.